lots of brothers and fathers and a few mothers in today's readings. Um, but I want to reflect on the first reading more particularly today. We have, um, I think, a great example of the sibling rivalry that happened between Jacob's sons. Um, and just to give you some context around this reading, at, at the first verse of our reading says, Jacob called his sons to him and says, you know, listen to um, what your father is going to say. And this is just before Jacob dies, when he actually blesses each of his sons and goes around through the whole lot, from the eldest down to the youngest. And we just have in our reading the blessing he gives to Judah. But some of them receive a blessing that's actually sort of actually a, a rebuke. <laughs> um, Levi and Simeon, I think it is, he's like, oh, you're all so violent and I don't want to be, I don't want to be associated with you. Some of the other brothers just get one line that's like, oh, you are a nice flower on a mountain or something like that. Um, whereas Judah gets this beautiful praise of his strength, praise of the, the wonder of what God's doing in him, and he gets the promise of the, the, the kingship of Judah, the kingship of, of the whole nation that's going to stay with his family, um, which we see fulfilled in David and then, and then down to Jesus as the genealogy traced for us. But we can think that those brothers might have been sitting there kind of, yes, humbly and, and re- receiving their father's blessing, but also thinking, oh, ugh, Judah, uh, he, gets, he always gets the best gifts. Um, and we know that amongst these brothers has come the story of Joseph where they were picking on him because he had the favour of his father as well. So that quite possibly was in their hearts. But we see in this whole story in the, in the way that God blessed Judah and, and Jacob gives that blessing to his son and then it comes down to Jesus that God is working in a particular way with a particular person or a particular tribe um, but actually working for the good of them all. As we look at that history of, of all these fathers going down from Abraham down to, um, down to Jesus, we see that it's all of the history of the people of Israel has distilled down into one person in whom God wanted to act. Just as out of all the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 sons of Jacob, um, God has chosen to put the kingship on only one of those tribes. Jesus is the one person in whom God wanted to act in a very particular way. But when God does this, when he seems to be working in a more exclusive way, in a more particular way, with one person or in one person, it's always for the good of the whole. And even we can see this, that yes, Jacob and his sons were the chosen people, the people that God was working with, as opposed to all the rest of the nations of the earth, that God was just working with them. But he was working with them so as to bring salvation to the whole world. And the kingship was put onto Judah's, um, into Judah's tribe and into his hands as this promise comes, but that was for the good of the whole of the nation. All of the tribes of Israel were to benefit from Judah's kingship, just as not only the whole, um, all the children of Abraham, but the whole world was to benefit from God's work in Jesus. And this, this kind of paradigm of how God works, he works in the particular for the universal. It, it's the same of his work in the church. It's the same as his work in our lives. Um, and I 
wanted to point to this example of the sibling rivalry that can pop up because we can see God working in particular ways, perhaps in particular pockets of the church or, or in our lives or in the lives of others, and we can think that that's an exclusive thing. We can react to that with a bit of jealousy of, oh, I wish God was blessing me in that way, like I'm seeing him work in this person's life, or I wish I had the gifts that this person has. But the gifts that God gives each one of us and the way that he works in our lives is, yes, for our own individual flourishing, but also God saves us and he brings us into his life altogether as one whole human family. So my encouragement today is to, to yeah, reflect on perhaps whether there's a bit of that um, jealousy or rivalry in the way that we see others, in the way that we see God's work in the world, um, that we can perhaps open our hearts to see how, how is God's work in this person's life or God's work in this area over there, how is that blessing me? Or how is that blessing um, the world in a broader way? But also to consider um, the ways that God works in our lives and not to just receive that as, ah, oh, this is so great because God loves me and God's blessing me. But asking, okay, God's spoken into my life in this way or he's given me this gift. How is that to be a blessing for everyone? How is that to be a blessing for the whole church? How is that to be a blessing for the whole world? And indeed, we can think that way as a church. We, we are the, the chosen, the elect of God, and he's brought us into his family and into his grace. But he's done so not to spite everybody else who's outside of the walls of our church, but he's done that so that we can witness to God's goodness, so that we can share that goodness and share that life that God gives to us with the whole world. That's why the, the church, by her very identity, her essence, is missionary. It is the proclamation of the goodness of God and of the gospel. And as this, this particularity of God's work um, from the genealogy that we saw traced today comes particularly down into the person of Jesus, that's, that's where all of this grace springs from. Um, so let's, as we approach Christmas, think about the gift of what God was doing in Jesus, of what God has done in, throughout this history of the Jewish people, come down and focused his grace upon this one man, this one child who was born in one particular part of the earth to one particular family. And let's be open to what might, God might want to show us of how he's blessing us through him.